maybe we should let the cat do the intro. Anyway, coming to you live here at Geek Street. It's me, the algorithm, as my wife is staring at me making faces. Along with, uh, on the ones and twos, we've got the chronic video game cheater, Turbo. And we also are blessed to have the Bog of the Baron. The Baron of the Bog, sorry. It's Swamp Ninja. Now I get ridiculed for my intro, for the love of God. I got ridiculed for mine. That was good. Very hard. It's very hard to do an intro when you've got your wife. Oh, it gets hard. And lewd gestures simulating male masturbation. Classy. Classy. Just to mess me up. No, you crushed it. You killed it. That, that's, that wasn't good. I, we should have let the cat do it. Next time. That'll be in the, uh, the bonus episode. Cat content. I heard you, uh, I heard you snicker when the, when the music was going in here. <laughs> so after, it's the after dinner fight night for the cats. So they fed and now it's, uh, they're competing over treats perhaps. I'm not sure. Give them motherfuckers some cat and mellow them out. Yeah. Drugs are your solution for everything. <laughs> Drugs work, man. I take them. (laughs) And he's completely normal. He's completely normal. Anyway, how you guys been? What's going on? Are you purchasing anything? Are you still kind of recovering from the Christmas season? What's happening? Well, things are good. Uh, I I should mention that uh, Gil Turbo was smart enough to take a day off work just to enjoy not being at work. So good job, Mr. Four Day Week. Any geeking for you or any uh, any purchases or any temptations? Or you stayed good, you didn't go on your phone all day? I stayed off my phone. Uh, I didn't do too much. What I did was uh, played some Yakuza, man. I've been playing that Yakuza 0, and it is, it's a time suck game because there's they make you get jobs. <laughs> Remember Shinmu? Remember Shenmue when we uh, for the Dreamcast? You play it, and you had to like drive the forklift. A very and, ambitious and game. Super ambitious. So Yakuza is kind of in that same vein. You're uh, you're uh, a Yakuza guy. You get accused of murder of a civilian, which is a no-no, and then all of a sudden you you know you you're you're out of the Yakuza, and you're in this story of them trying to kill you for some fucking weird empty lot it's real estate it's like like you got to learn real estate in this game you have and then yeah it's crazy like you got to like like buy property and then collect your taxes and then you might have to buy security to keep the yakuza from trying to collect taxes from you or steal your property like it's insane so there's that side of it and then what happens is as the story progresses you take over another protagonist and he's a club owner another disgraced yakuza member go figure and he he's running a club and then he has to get into the cabaret clubs where you have to hire hostesses and dress them and put their makeup on and i'm like what am i doing because <laughs> i hate games with like resource building and and uh, but here i am playing one and now my daughter's like, well if you play that game you can play this game with me and i'm like well she's not wrong technically so- right 
technically right. So most often, very correct most of the time. But you do also get to smash dudes with a baseball bat or give them backbreakers. And that's and that's what I said. I said, well, this this game kind of hooks me because I, I get to kill things. Like there's a lot of times like where I, it's it, well, it's kind of like GTA, but very more more story driven as opposed to open worlds. But it would be it would it's. Like it's a lot of fun when you know you get your your charge gauge up and I get to yeet people off a bridge with a crescent kick and they just go flying. <laughs> it's quite satis- like I get quite a satisfaction from it. So I'm just like that's how the game hooked me. So I'm like fine, I'll play your little mini game bullshit just so I can go yeet people off a bridge here in 20 minutes. Like throwing people off the bridge by day, earning your realtor's license by night. To uh. I could definitely see Al getting behind this because it actually takes place in the 80s. So think of it like an 80s casino, as in the, the film Casino, but set in 80s Japan. So funny enough, it takes place in 88 and is the bubble era in Japan. So real estate and stock market prices were inflated. So now it's battling over properties and you're battling over a vacant lot, which theoretically could be worth hundreds of millions of dollars if you can get the developer rights. So you're building your way up the mob, Soprano style, as a disgraced Yakuza. And uh, yeah, it's just absurd. Go to the batting cage, you know, pop in, get some some ramen. Uh, it's 80s action, so it's also 80s Japan, so not a lot of people have guns. So you, it's, a, it's a classic gangsters, like, just fighting in the street. Maybe one guy has a knife, maybe one guy has a bat. But Dude, lots of pro-wrestling influences. So you, you can break dance fight in that game. You can break dance fight. Or yeah. you can just start, you know, giving them uh, snap suplexes onto a, a bike, a bicycle. So <laughs> the bike rail, when you when you drop the atomic drop them on the bike yeah. rail makes me laugh too. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, but for for a period piece, I I started it, didn't finish it, but yeah, it was a, a lot of fun, just as a vibe of uh, kind of like Grand Theft Auto, but a bit more stripped down. So the world isn't as big, but there's lots of little things to do and little shops to pop in into and weird little characters. And uh, yeah, you're right. Obviously, lots of story driven stuff. So I would definitely recommend it. There's like twelve of these games, so good luck with that. <laughs> I was like, I'll start at zero. And then everyone, like, when you read online, they're like, you shouldn't start at zero. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, I'm not playing this in chronological order, I guess. So. Nope. Yeah. It's going to be fine. But you've been so digging, did you dig the 80s vibes? No one's got no one's got a cell phone. You got to go to a pay phone. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. else is there? Oh, well, I mean, you go to the arcade. You get to play yeah, like, Space and Golden Axe. And you get to play the claw games to win the stupid little teddy bears. Oh, God. The game is, like, really fucking hard. Like, it's hard enough, like, in real life, but playing it as a video game is sometimes quite stressful. It's not fun. When every, every play is, like, 10,000 yen, and you're like, what the... F- I'm losing money here. <laughs> this, this squirrel with the pink outfit on is not worth this amount of money. But here I am, because I want to get the stupid achievements. I gotta get that pink squirrel. Straight up, just gambling too. You have the joy of just straight, straight up gambling. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. So no, no purchases for me, but a lot of video game playing. Uh, yeah. I have been tempted because, as we all know, we're toy like we collect toys. We talk about this all the time on the podcast. Um, yeah, there's some deals going on at Dollarama where some uh, origin figures like Jitsu, Original Sorceress. Um, I'm thinking. Uh, Roboto, 
and I think it's uh, Fisto, all for five bucks. So, like, there's going to be some origin figures hopefully showing up at the Dollarama. So, like, if I can get those for, like, 20 bucks for all four, how, like... How yeah. did you find out about that? Where is that at? I mean... <laughs> I made a New Year's resolution that I was not going to give you any tips on deals. So how did yeah. you find out about this? Because I'm on a Motu toy collection. Oh, okay, good. So I'm glad so it happened to you. Yeah. So there's that, and I was like, okay, shit, I've got to, you know, I'm keeping my eye for that. And then, oh, guess what? They're doing some Revelation figures, and it's like Roboto for the Revelation figures, and then it's... Uh, Frost, which is one of the princesses of power. So, like, if I ever got a Shira, I could kind of play off that, and that's five bucks. And like, I think there's like a, a battle armor uh, He-Man and battle armor Skeletor. So I'm like five bucks. Like, you can walk out, you can walk out with like ten or fifteen figures for twenty-five bucks or for forty bucks. Sorry. I would be shocked if you saw anything like that in Dollarama, but if it happens, let me know. I'm yeah. getting my eye out at both stores, so. It's the thing. It's just accessibility. Al called it. He's like, oh, I'm going to buy so much dumb stuff. I've done pretty good, but the devil is I have the accessibility that you guys don't. So my first purchase of 2024 is Buzzsaw Hordak. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, so though, I have that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I I passed on it, and then the years went by, and I was like, I should have got one. So just to have a bad guy. So it uh, picked that bad boy up. But yes, we are getting inundated with tons of uh, of McFarlane stuff, Masters of the Universe stuff, Origins and Deluxe and Revelations. It's uh, it's a glut. It seems like a lot of the stores here they don't even know where to put them, so they're on the end caps and the aisle caps. So I was bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. Can I do it for me since you're up there? No, I'm going to ask you for no, something. No, no, no um, more. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, um, yeah. I, need, I want a hordak. I need a hordak. You need a, you need a, hord- a hordak to open. Is that hordak. it? I've had hordaks spotted for you at decent prices, and you always turn your nose up. No, no, I'm talking like the new one, though. Not not an original or anything like that. I want no, one of those. No, I had an Origins Hordak, just a no. normal Hordak for $25 one time. Picky like, man. No, but I want I want the Masterverse. I don't, like, I have a Buzzsaw Hordak. I don't really need the other Hordak. Like, because okay. it's just, it's just <laughs> the same sculpt. I'm, I want, I want a Revelations Hordak. Because Lord knows when this stupid what is it, Revolution comic or cartoon comes out and those figures launch, like, I gotta get me a Skeletech, the the robotic Skeletor. God damn it. I thought this you were uh, focusing on Transformers no, now. Sh- <laughs> yeah, Transformers <laughs> that I didn't have as a kid. Yeah. 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 That was your net. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Your new net. New net. 2024. <laughs> Yeah, new year, new me. Uh, I'm changing my mind. Changing pull, my mind. Sting pulls the Sting mask off. <laughs> sting pulls the Sting mask off. <laughs> and somehow yeah. all of the NWR are surprised that the man who looks exactly like Steve Borden is Steve Borden. In all honesty, in all honesty I, I want to get a Hordak for, of that line just because it'd be cool to have the Skeletor and the Hordak. If I can't get a She-Ra, not a big deal, but a Hordak, I have to have one. So if you can find one cheap 
Like if you see one I of the stores and you discount, you know, shoot we, me a message. We are inundated with uh, the clearance stock, so it has been pretty nice. I um, I grabbed the Hordak. I grabbed a Battle item or Skeletor for a buddy. Nice. It's been interesting. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it, uh, like if you're on your, your Facebook, everyone's getting jazzed and buzzed going for toy hunts now. It's gross. We're all grown men, and everyone's like, all right. Getting up early, getting a coffee, hitting the Dollaramas, gonna see yep. you start going through boxes. Everyone's but, but uh, like, I admit it though, you know, if you, that were if when you got to the store and you saw it, you're like, oh, you got that little buzz, you got that little tip, like, <laughs> check the top shelves, check on the top yep. of the unopened boxes. But uh, it is, I tried to focus it for good, so I picked up a, a battle armor Skeletor for a buddy who was in a different city. He was kind of on the hunt. Uh, Buckshot surprised me. She uh, was kind enough. She grabbed me a Roboto and a Marvel, kind of like the little reaction guys for uh, G.I. Joe and whatnot. Marvel, shockingly, they're weighing on our nostalgia yet again. So they're just doing little three and three quarters uh, superheroes and bad guys. The Thing. She knows I, I like The Thing. I like John Carpenter's The Thing. And I like Ben Grimm, The Thing. So I got a little Thing guy. So she's yeah, she just surprised me with a nice little treat. And nice. uh yeah, we got a little Roboto guy. Would not have bought for the price of Amazon or Walmart.com, but man, you can't beat that price for that that uh, that dopamine hit. That five dollar hit of serotonin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then I feel dirty. Uh no, it was it fine. So <laughs> it is it is weird. Like when you it's probably not as big for you because you have access, but for Turbo and I, like I've said this before on different podcasts, when you're going through and doing your little walk and you actually find something in the wild here that you legitimately are interested in, not something you have to talk yourself into, but something that you're like, ah, I hope I see one of these when I'm out. Is it, yeah, it definitely gives you a hit of something. I don't know what it is, but it's weird. It's like finding some like, berries or like a salmon in a river. It's just something like walking in there. When I I still remember the day that I walked in and I found the Arctic bass because I never thought I'd see that here. And it's sitting there and there's like two left. <laughs> you struck a child. Yeah, like it was just like I like that's awesome because I never expected to see that here. I was thinking secondary market. Someone's gonna rake me over the coals for this thing. I'm gonna end up paying fifty bucks. Some ASMR open up the thing. They're open mining the thing. our nostalgia as well because they have a little collector card in the back. Oh, nice. So, speaking of nostalgia, did you know? Did you guys remember that Swanson had? WWF collector cards as well. Swanson? Swanson TV dinners. I was at a flea market uh, with a buddy oh, yeah, about a month ago and back someone back had a graded right? and it was it was like Swanson Ultimate Warrior Rookie Card, fifty dollars. I was like, Swanson. Not remember that at all. I collected them in the packages, like Yeah. I think classic I collect- put them out or something or talks with somebody and I, I have a bunch of those, but do you remember the, uh, remember the glasses where the peanut butter was in them? No. I need to Google image that. What brand? What peanut butter? Peanut butter I don't shoes. even know what brand of peanut butter it was. And the funny thing was, is it was it was not craft. Um, but when I was a kid, I remember like begging my parents to get it. And 
they, they got a couple. Like, you could see who you were getting, obviously. Oh, I've got these. Yeah, yeah. So I, I collected, like, five or six of them. This is not safe. This is like a drinking glass that they filled with peanut butter. Yes. <laughs> I've got a couple of the Macho Man that I found at the flea market. The peanut butter was, like, basically it, it tasted like how I would imagine if you just took a bunch of peanuts, chewed them up, and then spit them in the glass. <laughs> Here we go. But I ate, like, I went through six or seven. Farm the table. Can't complain. Like, my parents, like, my mom would be like, well, how's, you know, how's it taste? I'd be like, well, it's great. And it's meanwhile, it's like you're. <laughs> Freaking tongue is stuck to your mouth, but it's like, get me more. I, I love, I love demolition. Oh, wow. Were you just yeah, like had... sloshing around in that cup? Like, is, was there a lid? Did yeah, you? Yeah, go... there was like a plastic <laughs> lid that went on the top. Wow. I just thought it was like a, like a fast food glass where they use something you'd get, like a collector cup. No, that was peanut butter. Weird. Had like a little write up on the back. I had man, I had like Demolition, Jake the Snake, Macho Man, Hogan. And the best is when you look back, and if you get the proper equipment, you can test how terrible the lead is on the paint of those glasses. Well, it's on the outside, though. Sure. Do you do you put your lips around the <laughs> around the edge, you, or you touch I don't it? Think it went up to the edge. Do you realize how like screwed we are? Toxic chemicals. I'm starting to learn. <laughs> Some antiquers now uh, bring uh, lead tests, and they uh, they test stuff from the 80s and the 90s to sell for nostalgia. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. And also, some actually are buying it because of its radioactivity. There is, uh, I will appreciate this, is a, a followed fan, and she buys some of the, the classic uh, radium clocks that would glow, but that's because oh, they were radioactive, the paint. Yeah. And there's also some like uh, dinnerware, like champagne glasses that are would glow, but that's also because they are absolutely radioactive. The women that made those, uh, yeah, girls. Did you ever look? Did you ever like? Yes. Or, yeah, I talk yeah, about they, bad they jobs. The end, they'd yeah. The end of the paintbrushes and they'd get the shit on their tongue. Yeah, and so did we when we had our peanut butter. <laughs> That would explain uh, the deformity. Uh. <laughs> when I was um, in another life, when I worked for an ad agency, we got a rescue job for uh, Shrek glasses to do the recall because I wasn't sure if it was Shrek, Shrek 2, 1 or 2, but like, okay, these McDonald glasses, they all got to come back. I think it was Shrek Dose, as they call it. Like, you need to, you're going to be getting a lot of calls and a lot of emails asking if your kid's going to lose their eyeballs or become subterranean i was like okay cool 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 and people were like no i don't want to give it back like hey we'll just you know we'll give you mcdonald's money like no i love shrek i want lethal shrek <laughs> shrek is a big deal to me and i was like okay well just don't like break it or don't rub it too much just don't put it someplace safe it. yeah don't even look at it <laughs> i mean read them Put it in a in like a metal box and mm -hmm. pour concrete over it. If anything, use it for buckshot for your enemies. Yeah, <laughs> just blast them with lead buckshot. So we're screwed. But thank you, you solved the mystery because I had those glasses on uh, a shelf for all this time, and I did not know where they came from. And there's so much WWF 
memorabilia from the eighties. I had I just I just was lost in the lost in the sauce. I couldn't find anything. Yeah. Nope. Weird. Peanut butter. <laughs> just degrade peanut butter. Yeah. Weird. The, the runoff from the actual peanut butter is probably what it was. Yes. Here's a hot topic for 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 both Chris and Al. Favorite Ooh. TV dinner dessert: the uh, cranberry crumble, the apple crumble, or the brownie? For TV yeah. dinners, yeah, they usually had in the middle. They had some sort of little treat that would never charge oblivion. TV dinner in my life, man. What? I've nope. I can't do it. The someone had disgusting. parents love them. <laughs> okay, I, I don't. Well. I'm, you met my parents, so yeah, yeah no, they're, they're wonderful people. They're wonderful people. Absolutely, uh, yes. People of the earth. People, they're Earth people. <laughs> Avatar. Uh, wow, no TV dinner. I just figured, like, okay, no, well, I didn't, I didn't like them. Like my my parents would buy them, and I wouldn't. I'd be like, no, I'll just eat a peanut butter sandwich because I'd rather that than a fucking TV dinner. But did either of you guys have TV trays where you just sit in the living oh, room yeah. and have? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The kitchen table was for like bills and uh, plastic bags. <laughs> no, the kids weren't allowed in there. That's where the parents, like, when people would come over, you know, for supper. Sometimes, you know, we'd all all the kids would go into the living room with the TV trays, and the parents mm-hmm. sat at the big at the but big they'd table. We would have rather well, exactly. That's what exactly. So it was like Just more of a election like, a team and shovel food in your face. Exactly. I I grew up in front of a television. Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> raised by the television like cable guy. Like yeah. But at least you had the movie channels, so that's the benefit for you. Pretty much. You had Skinamax. So I did not make any purchases. Um, <laughs> Good. There's not going to be any purchases in the foreseeable future. Um, that's fine. From unforeseen expenses other things. I do have gift cards, but I'm saving those for something because, as we've talked before, there's a number of things on the horizon. Too many. Um, I did get majorly tempted. Uh, I sent a picture to uh, Turbo. It's the 86 um, Transformers scene with uh, the Quintessons, the, the court. Oh, nice. And it comes with like a Quintesson, it comes with the judge, it comes with like the, the bailiff, um, the executioner, and one of the nons. So it's really cool. I really, really like it, but it's really, really expensive. Like in the three figures? No, 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 not that bad. Um, it's 200 bucks. I never heard of it. What is it? Is it like a, something from Japan or? No, it's. Uh, I'll have to send you a picture. That's the only only way you'll understand. I guess the box <laughs> is slightly damaged. But it's sure. Not, like that's that's why it's a little cheaper. But it's not like there's no missing. Like there's no missing paper or anything. It's just uh, worth a couple of pieces. See, Somebody's I cracked this bitch open. I can't because of the way. Like if you look at the display, here I'll send it to you here now. Um, the display, they've got it almost perfectly to where it looks like it looks like the scene out of a movie. And it has like the pit and everything in the, like the courtroom and that. So I don't like, I would definitely keep it together. Oh, here we go. It was originally retailed for $69.99. Nice. Oh, you found it. Okay. 
so no, it took me a while. No, for sure. It looks super cool. When did it come out? Sold out, shockingly. One per customer, online online. exclusive. That's the joy of uh, being adults now. And uh, we're targeted. No retail world. It was uh, August, maybe August 2021. So it was a while back. I'm just going. I'm just going to the comments of people like I can't open it. I gotta open it. I can't open it. So people feel your pain. People feel it's, your pain. Uh, like if, if if I did have the money and I had the disposable income, I probably would, because I do have a prepaid Visa card too. I would probably take a shot at it. But I can't. That's fine. Oh, you could do like a little. You could do a little night court scene. Somebody somebody bought the the one that I had tagged. Yep. That's it. $200 and $40 shipping, but then you gotta pay taxes. Swap Ninja's giggling because he's the one who just bought it. (laughs) I'm the devil! (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Oh my goodness. (laughs) It sounded like like a drone landing or something. Yep, we got 5G here. Um, if you have 240 plus taxes to pay for that bad boy, then all the power to you, sir. It's very cool, but yes, I, uh, I'm trying to figure out my, my Transformers lore. It's a unique piece, right? Because everyone's seen Optimus, everyone's seen Megatron, everyone's seen Galvatron. There's even a few Unicrons flopping around out there, but this one's kind of a unique piece. And I mean, let's face it. None of us are paying $900 for Unicron anytime soon. So. No, it's super duper cool. The Sharktacons were scary as kids. So, yeah. So, eat your ass up. <laughs> Sharktacon, eat that ass up. Eat that ass up. Get in there. I think that's I think that's on its tagline. It says, nah, Sharktacon. And it says, eat that ass up. Eat that ass up. Yep. That's why it's got to be careful. Um, but yeah, these online exclusives, I don't know. It's, we're still pretty casual compared to some people who are more so in it, in the, in the thick of it, you know, for the past few years. So I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? I mean, is it the only way? Is it the only answer for, you know, you don't have many issues, any options. You have maybe two or three options for geekery. See, the way it is here is, and I mean, Turbo can attest to it, is we're pretty much online anyway like as i said it's very rare that we find something that we really want luckily we have you as kind of a connection with the hookup but yeah like finding something in the wild here like i said uh, when you find something in the wild here that you actually want it's very rare usually you have to kind of talk yourself into it a bit yeah i don't i don't have any trouble finding things i like (laughs) <laughs> he likes a lot, though. But your net, your net is a lot wider. Well, yeah, I mean, like yeah, you can go it in is. There, you, can, you can talk yourself into buying, like, a cup or an RC, or you've gone in there and you've you've bought the Clamp Champ and the Ram Man. But, you, know, you can buy a, uh, let's see, Rick the Model Martel. You can buy, you have a very eclectic collection as I look at your photo, at, at your at your background right now. It's yeah. What you, it's, what, the real question is, what have you put back on the shelf since 2024? Like, what have you picked up and put back down? You're like, no, 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 I can't. 
I shouldn't. Nothing, I, in all honesty, nothing on the shelf. It's more of a, when I'm online, when I'm peeking around after reading comic books while elevated, and like, what is there a figure of this? <laughs> Listen, I've already, like, okay. So, as we know, as, yeah, we're, we're going on a little tangent here. But Probably as we know, I, I, like to, I like to partake in the uh, herbal ev- elevation every now and then. And what happens is uh, when I get elevated, I like to read my comic books. And then when I go read my comic books and I get into, oh, that would be a really cool toy on the shelf. I wonder if they have one. Then you go down the rabbit hole and then you find other sub figures. And then sometimes you find customs. And then what happened was, is I don't know how my, my ADHD brain, brain got to where it was, but all of a sudden I started looking at, uh, John will know this. I know Al's not into comic books, so this is boring as hell for him. But um, essentially what happens is, is I, I start looking at like the old bios in the who's who comics. Oh no. For DC. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, I kind of got this hankering to f- get my hands on some DC Who's Who comics. Now, looking up them up online, it's it's yeah, it's not so bad, but twenty bucks a book is a little much for a a comic where it's just it's basically like a book of file cards for GI Joe fans. Essentially, is what it is. An encyclopedia. Um, yeah, it's kind of kind of like encyclopedia, but. I did find that Amazon and Indigo have the DC Who's Who's Encyclopedia Omnibus. All, all in one. Part one and part... Oh, no, there's two parts. Okay. So it's part one and part two. So I was looking at part one, uh, basically, I guess, is the Who's Who from 19... I think it's like 75 to... 85 or something like that. It's like a 10 year span of all the comics and the iterations of those figures. And then part two is then those, those figures again, like those characters again, as you know, the nineties or 89 to 2010 sort of thing where they basically re retell the stories in, in, in the, uh, the file cards. So it's kind of cool to see the evolution of each character, which would be kind of neat. So I was like, oh, that'd be kind of neat. And, you know, that's a that's a fun thing to, you know, if you get a little elevated, you go read about your favorite, you know, you go flip jump in there. <laughs> Look, you just jump in, pick, you know, flip open a page. and Before Wikipedia right existed. Exactly. And so, you know, I kind of got that nostalgic feeling of thing of because I used to have those a few of those DC comics as a kid. And I'm like, ah, oh, that'd be cool to have at least a couple on the wall. So now I'm like. Yeah, memory unlocked. Achievement yeah. is now to get said memory on a wall somehow. So I'm looking at either picking up an omnibus, which is about $164, but it's like almost 2,000 pages. It's huge. But I don't know. I, or I, I'm going to I'm gonna hit up the comic book shop and talk to, talk to the people there and be like, hey, uh, how much do these things go for here? Like if you had a few of them, what would you give me a deal type thing? So send an email and see, see what they say. And, you know, I'll just tell them to put them aside with my other comics that I have to go pick up and go from there. Uh, In your defense. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. to relate this to Al, I think when you're a kid knowledge is currency, it's like, if you know a particular stats for a hockey player or a baseball player, and you're talking shit with your friends, and so in this case, or if you know, you know, 
Friday the 13th and no one else saw it. You'll relay the story of what Friday the 13th is or Nightmare on Elm Street is or do you know where the nudie magazines are in the woods? So it's kind of a flex of being a kid and like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure, Superman's good at this, but Red Kryptonite does that to him. No way. Yeah, I know that dumb shit. So... Yeah, it's on the playground. Also, if you're like a stats head, so they would also do that for the superheroes of like Strength 7, Intelligence 2. Like, oh, okay. I got you on this, so. I was going to say that when he was describing it. I actually read a few of those comics. I didn't read a lot of comics when I was a kid, but um, I remember a buddy of mine, he had the versions for Transformers and G.I. Joe. Those are great. Yeah, and I read through those because, of course, they were of big interest to me. And all it was was just a page profile on every single character that is in yeah. both of those universes. And... Like, when we were kids, obviously there was no internet. So you can't just go on and Google Megatron and read, like, pages of Megatron. It was, like, back then, there was just the one page on him, and there might be some facts in there that you didn't learn in the cartoon or you didn't see in the comics. And, yeah, like, it was just... Basically, it was our version of, of Googling or wikipedia a character back in the day. Yeah, so I was a big fan. I was, I was super, super into it as, as, a, as a kid, so it kind of, like I said, memory unlocked. But, but essentially what happened was is I, I got into that. I was looking, reading a comic book, and it was a Punisher comic book, and it was a War Journal version, and I got into it. And I'm like, I need to see if there's any real cool Punisher figures. Newsflash, there's not. Um, I know. I've been down that There's road. not. It was like the, the Marvel Legends one is, is, is okay. Um... But but other than that, it's just it's I'm it's kind kicking, of. I'm kicking my ass because did you ever see the Punisher series, the Netflix series? Oh yeah. John Bernthal. Did you ever see it, Turbo? I've watched all of them. Yeah. Yeah. The, I was I was in Toys R Us one day, and it was like kind of on the heels of that series, and I saw a bunch of that figure modeled after John Bernthal. It, was, it was, must have been like 20 of them. And they were, I think they were like $25 or something. Back then, $25. That's too much. It was too much back in like you know, 2016 or 15 or whatever it was. Now it's nothing. Now it's nothing. And I would have bought the whole damn wall of them. But I'm just like, I'm going to wait for this because I had waited for other things at Toys R Us and they eventually, you know, sales come up and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, no one's going to buy these. And, uh, these were cho- these are toys for children. <laughs> and it was, I'm yeah, a grown was man. I really collect toys. Like I had a, I had a few figures of guys I liked, but I like I didn't have that one. And I'm just like I want that, but I'm gonna wait. And uh, I think what happened was is they got pulled. I don't think someone went in and bought a bunch of them. I think they actually got pulled from the shelves because it's like, have you ever seen the Punisher? Is this really a kid's toy? And like. Literally, like, I don't know, like a week later, they were all gone. There was no trace of them. It's just like, and I looked at them online, and they're like, I don't know. It's like, I really want that favorite. I love that show. That was a really good show. They did that with the uh, Breaking Bad toys that were sold at Toys R Us. They got pulled. I figure it got pulled. And I think they did the same thing with The Walking Dead eventually. Because there was, like, I was going to pick up the governor 
Well, I mean, they did milk it. They did milk it for a while. There was about eighteen Daryls. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, very. I always weird that they had like an action feature instead of just you know like oh, this is a, a gross zombie guy with his guts out. Like, watch, you know, squeeze his legs and his eyes come out like he's one of those old Ghostbuster toys. I'm like, I don't yeah, know but, who who this is aimed to for. But that, that's yeah, that's the thing. It's like back then, I don't think they really knew. Um, like the Walking Dead figures were kind of out when collecting figures wasn't really a thing, and it was like, are they like who are they marketed towards? Um, I mean, you you're the only one out of the three of us that kind of collected toys when it wasn't really fashionable. Like what, like what got you into it? It's just we have conventions, you know, we have horror conventions, sci-fi conventions, the comic conventions, and the fan expo would be all of those plus video games. So sometimes. And a lot of the time, it was like liquidators. So you'd be rolling in, and I was like, okay, well, I mean, this is, I've never seen this before. It's, you know, that sweet spot, 20, 25 bucks. Why not? Sure. And uh, also, the Silver Snail, the location of the original Silver Snail was tough, too, because it was close to where I worked at the time. And it was also right by the giant movie theater. So every time, like, okay, we go to a bar, get some food, pop in a Silver Snail before the movie, you know, and then. And if you walk by it every day, you know, it starts wearing down on your judgment of like, yeah, I could use, like, thinking back now, like, I should have bought so much stuff. Oh, my God, I would be so happy. Um, but <laughs> but for someone who's not necessarily, so like, happy. I'm so happy. Now, sir. Yeah. Was it for you, even back then, was it chasing memories or was it just to have stuff to, like, have something to talk about? Or, like, it's just stuff on, like, the TV stands um, and other friends were... A lot of friends were geeky too. I mean, it got worse when I was I was at I worked for a toy company for a, a cup of coffee basically because everyone would bring their own stuff in. But you know, it's just just seeing it and but a lot of stuff I didn't buy like the uh, those Masters of the Universe two uh, thousand XX. I thought those were very well done. I never felt any real urge to to pick them up. And even at conventions, it'd be just the old school toys that we had when we were kids, probably very affordable. I mean, I bought like uh, some original Master Universe at five bucks a piece at the time. Like, so now this is an insane world of of the lead. The lead has unlocked from our bones. So yeah, I, w- I would get things. Let's see, maybe I might even just I want to whisper this so my better half is in here. Sometimes I just buy like some anime stuff, like some Evangelion or some. Uh... <laughs> He's whispered. Yeah. So, because you know, I, I thought that was a badass show, so Japanese stories was the shit, man. And Japanese stories show. at the time were just way more intricate, and they had tons of doodads. You know, everyone had like nineteen guns and knives and like a surfboard. So, like, wow, you really get a lot of bang for your buck, you know, as opposed to like toys that we had a, as a kid. So, I think it was just again accessibility. So we're like, hey, you want to? Hey, it's Fan Expo. Want to go that? Okay, you want to go to some dusty comic book convention? Sure. Maybe I'll buy something for five bucks. I'll buy a Ghost Rider comic. Why not? I'm here. You know, it was only like five bucks to get in. And then started going to the horror conventions. And then, you know, like, ah, yeah, I could use a a, a thing, McCrady. Like, ah, I could use a Evil Value. Okay, sure. I mean, <laughs> I'm here. Why not? Um, yeah. Or obviously, and also the collecting just goes into like, all right, DVDs, Blu-rays. So 
It's just accessibility. So I, I'm tripping over it. That's the problem. I wish. I wish I had just had maybe one more place to go. Yeah. Like just, just another spot. But like, there's like even thrifting. You can't thrift on the island. There's two thrift shops. It's just, it's, well, it's not cool. There's, like, let's really look at what we have here. Um, Toys R Us is probably the best, like your first choice because it's probably the best chance to find the thing that you're looking for. Um, Walmart, our Walmart is the best parking lot. I don't know how to even explain our Walmart. It's it, it looks basically our Walmart looks like an Ollie's, and it's like, but it doesn't have the Ollie's prices. It's like a, just a bunch of stuff that's kind of thrown together. There's no order to it. There's no sort of uh, logical reason to it. It's just a bunch of crap mixed up on the shelves. They jam everywhere. And it's, it's like, it's a waste of your time to even go in there. Like, we, like all those figures that are quote-unquote Walmart exclusives, we don't see those. Uh, we might see a couple of them. Like, I got the Insecticons there, which apparently were Walmart exclusives. But you're not going to see anything else there, really. Um, I don't even know where else you go. Like, I know the comic shops, but they, they have to, they have to, Mark things up a little bit. Um, there's not. That's really all we have. Like, I don't even know if you're going to do a lot more thrifting around than I do. Um, I know that new Liquidator's place that opened up has like three castle bracelets. Yeah, but that's gone now. That was only open for Christmas. Because it's Christmas oh, discounters, that? essentially what it was. That's too so, bad. Like, so, like, they're done now. And then, like, like I said, you can go to the the Christmas discounter store. Sometimes there's there. I've gone into Winners, uh, picked up every now and then. You can grab something there, but you walk as soon as you walk in, you go right to the left hand corner. <laughs> that's where it's at. Back and to the left. Back into the left, and and you go in there. And as soon as you walk into the aisle, you're like, "Yep, there's nothing here," because uh, you can tell because you can tell what the uh, what the uh, influx of toys were because that's all that's on the shelf. Um, oh, we have a game. Yeah, GameStop is great, but yeah, man, they mark it out big time. It's always like a ten or fifteen percent, almost twenty percent markup. So it's it's kind of rough going there because, like you know, you Transformer thirty five dollars, you know, at Toys R Us, but it's out of stock. You go to GameStop, it's forty three, and you're like, Ugh. like, oh, and if I have an Edge card, I get ten percent off the twenty percent markup, so I'm still paying ten percent more. So it's just. It's 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 hard to buy from GameStop. Do you, like I said, like I did it because I, I I needed an Ultra Magnus. I wanted it. And I paid the extra twenty percent. Luckily, I had my Edge card, so I got ten percent off that twenty uh, percent markup. So I I paid ten percent more, which is you know maybe ten bucks. So it wasn't a big deal, but I was just kind of like this this is this is kind of fun. Now or never for Transformer. But I was like, okay, done. I transformed that some bitch uh, two days ago. Man, it's fucking dope. It is so dope. But yeah, like going, getting back to getting back to like what we have. We have the pawn shop, like most wanted pawn. There's two locations. There's one in Charlottetown and one in Summerside. 
And the cool thing is, if you want something, you can go to the Charlottetown store and say, hey, can you have them ship it down and I'll buy it here? And they'll do that because they have like a deal with Canada Post for inner office mail or whatever. That's so it's kind of cool that way. But, like, again, they know what they have. You know, they buy for half and then mark it up. Like, I get it. You know, they got to try to make at least 25, 30 points off it. I get it. It's retail, you know. Um, but, like, and then you have Value Village, which, you know, is great for books. Like, they, sometimes you'll find some Dungeons & Dragons stuff, which is kind of neat. And sometimes that stuff's still marked up quite a bit for Value Village. Like, you know, it's a Dungeons & Dragons book. And they look at the back and it says like sixty dollars, so they'll say thirty, and you're like, "Come on, like it's not like it's it's this clearly it's, this clearly has boogers on it, okay? <laughs> it's, like it's used, like it smells like nerd price, like yeah. you know, let's let's go to fifteen and we'll talk, but like you know, but you know they'll ha- you can haggle there a little bit because because at the end of the day the cash the cashiers there just like. I just want to fucking go home. <laughs> yes. so like, here's your 10 beer. I'll give you 10% off. I don't care. Yeah. Like, they, they you haggle a little bit, they'll give you a little bit. So, you know, it's not it a big deal. You, it depends if you get, like, a pay a paying employer or employee or you get the owner. Yeah. Otherwise, like, I'm yeah, not going to make any deals. To go home and shower. I'll give you $20 but, for that Russell Fest uh, <laughs> cabinet out there. Yeah. But, like, well, you know, uh, like, so you have the, and then you have missions for Bibles, like that's a thrift shop, but that's really like, they only take like home housewares and stuff. They don't really deal with. You can get into that. Stuff. That'd be a new hobby. What's that? You know, you get into that. That'd be a new hobby. No. Housewares. <laughs> you never run out. No, I'm, I'm good. I just, not my thing, but I've gone in there a few times. You know, sometimes you can get some cheap electronics, like you might find yourself a, rare pair of uh you know uh over the over the ear headphones that aren't bad like you know that are like sony's or something for 10 bucks so it's not too bad but again like we only have the two locations we have summerside and charlottetown that's it and in all honesty sometimes it's not even worth the trip out because it's the same as what's in charlottetown (laughs) so it's it's just kind of like there's not a lot so it gets depressing here for toy route but luckily, I have many vices. And yes, I, it's, yes. The cup it's runs over books. of vices. Yeah, I got, I got comic books I can fall back on if I get, you know, if I need a little shot of serotonin, I go buy a comic book. And, you know, and then I have Game Pass. So it's like, I'm bored playing this game. Oh, let's, what's new on Game Pass? You'll never beat a game. I'm still grinding it out on Mortal Kombat, but man, they are staggering the, uh, the DLC, which is really pissing me off. Because, like, it's it's a cameo character. You can't stagger a cameo character. You put the main character out and the cameo character at the same time. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was it was. You know, it, I enjoy the game. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of a lot of uh, routes you can take with with combos. So it's but not as limited as before. I like the fact that you can juggle now. You can bounce them off the ground and pick them up in the air and do an air combo. I miss that in, in Mortal Kombat. I like that in the, the 3D games, the air combos. That was fun. Um, they were not the system is The cameo system is getting a little fucking ridiculous. Like these cameos that now have variations, so you have to hold certain button combinations to call them out. That's pissing me off a little bit because, you know, 
I'm old, my hands don't work, and sometimes, you know, the arthritis kicks in and I can't do, I came out with the craw, and it, it won't, I can't move my fingers. Nothing happens. So, uh, yeah, that happens sometimes. And so that kind of, you know, pisses me off. But I play lame, so, you know, I can still hold my own online. I'm still getting some dubs, which is good. But yeah, like, I've been playing a lot of games. Like, we were chatting online there a, a while ago. We were talking about... Uh, Too many. There's too many games, but the fact is, is now Sega is, you know, there's that big video montage they had back at the Video Game Awards, and they got five bangers coming out that with remakes. They're doing Crazy Taxi, Golden Axe, Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, and the original Streets of Rage. Like, you and I, we played that new Streets of Rage 4 online, which was, which was kind of fun. We sucked. Very fun. I thought we <laughs> almost beat it. We weren't even a third of the way through the game. We're like, oh, wow, that, was, that boss is tough. Like, uh, that's just a guy. He's not even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like the mid the mid boss before yeah. the next part of the level. God, uh, not good. But yeah, so like Streets of Rage, a remake of the original. Because like, I love Streets of Rage with the, the dude who was on the rollerblades. He's all the nimble guy. I can't remember what his name was. The future Maybe it was Streets of Rage 2. I can't remember. It's all a blur for those well, here's the, games. Here's a question then. for Al. Um, other than NHL hockey, was, was there any Sega in your life as a child? Um, not really, because I didn't own a Sega. Uh, we had a, that one weirdo friend that had a Sega. Oh, it's a weirdo. But I can imagine, and, like, your cousins and whatnot, because, say, the say Genesis was theoretically the... the sport. You guys didn't have a Genesis? I had a Genesis. I had a Master I System, know. too. I, I never had a Sega. Um, every now and then, we you'd, you'd find somebody with a Sega, but... Um, no, we didn't... Uh, aside from NHL hockey, no. Nope, Weird. 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 I had the sibling who, who was specifically like, okay, this is the one for the sports, for I guess the graphics at the time, or oh, the 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 cool thing about Sega was the sports games, like uh, what was it, Sports Talk, Joe Montana Football, that was the shit, like John John Madden. No, no, there was a there was a Joe Montana Sports Talk Football. It was it was the first uh, one of the first games that had like commentary. And then Madden came out, and they had the the play by play and stuff. But yeah, it was like I one of the Mortal, first games. Mortal Kombat on this on the Genesis was a big deal because it had the blood instead of the quote unquote sweat. <laughs> Gonna make you sweat. Yeah, that was, that was a big deal. So it was kind of cool. Like I remember playing for the first time on the Sega because I was so used to the Nintendo one. It's the one I owned, and I loved it, and I played the piss out of it when I first got it. Um, and just the, the sweat, I always thought it was dust, but whatever. Um, that just, that <laughs> it's so, it's so dusty. That's what was normal to me. Right? Yeah, and Valley Village. Playing, playing the Sega one for the first time with the blood, and I'm just like, this is the way it's supposed to be. And I mean, I played it in the arcade a few times, but I wasn't a big arcade guy. I'd play the arcade when I was on the boat or whatever. I never really went to arcades. It was like, why are you why are you why are you saying it like that? Yeah, yeah. just because we wasted time and like eighty dollars at no, the arcade. No, not at all, not at all. It just wasn't. It just wasn't my. Actually, it's because I never I went to an arcade. Well, I Damn. guess I should. 
Okay. Jesus. Well, let, me explain, let me explain myself here. Growing up, I, I we always lived in smaller towns, and I never had arcades. So that's fair. It was it, it was a special treat when we would take the boat from like the mainland over here, and if we happened to get the I don't know if you guys remember, there were basically two boats back then. There was the vacation land, and the, I think the other one was the Abbey. And the Abbey had the arcade in it, and the Vacation Land had dick all. And if you got the Abbey, then it was a treat because there was an arcade in it. And that was my real only exposure to an arcade growing up. I would say arcade. You didn't go to the, you, you go to the, uh, the arcade at the mall, like the Tatters Mall, when you were when you know, here on the island visiting? No, no, because... When I was here visiting, I was like, I'd be younger and, uh, you know, couldn't drive or anything. So how am I getting there? Your family just didn't leave you alone in a mall <laughs> or a plaza? They're like, all right, get out of here. We'd You're gross. The, we'd, go to the, <laughs> we'd go to the mall, but no, I never, um, it just wasn't my thing. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't. To tell you the honest truth, like when we visited here, I didn't even know that arcade existed because it was kind of in the back. It wasn't like heavily advertised. It was kind of hidden behind the. Sure, you go by weed, yeah. It smelled like weed. Yes, I got some. I just never gravitated towards it. I was too busy like looking for toys and stuff. Like, I'm going to do battle with memory memory marsh. We're going to enter the memory marsh with uh with with Chris, and we'll see who remembers what. So yes, you're absolutely right. Al, the arcade was by the food court when the food court was, I remember when the food court was an addition and there used to be, was it a, a gym downstairs or like a strip club at one point as well? So there's two downstairs in the mall. There was mm-hmm. Al's, the, uh, the bar, which was on the fur and past the food, co- well, it used to be a theater, but then it turned into the food court. But in that food court to the left, that's where the, that's where Electric Avenue was, which was the, uh, the arcade. And then the downstairs Closer to that area was the spa. Okay, the spa. The gym. Yeah. Now, this might be going back farther to the towers era of along the storefront, there would be six arcade machines. So, not the arcade renovation, but they just have like three or four and be in between like a grocery store or like a drugstore and what would be Zellers, what you'd imagine Zellers to be. Those are my and like one of those little like car things you'd ride. Yes, or yeah. the or like the gumball machines, like the yeah. the uh, stickers of the watch. Thing. Yeah, exactly, or the claw. Mm-hmm. Um, to tell you the truth, I was never really into video games for the longest time. I think we talked about this before. Um, I didn't get into video games probably until like eighty eight, uh, eighty nine. I <clears throat> had an Atari when I was younger, but. It just wasn't an important, like, we had it in the house and it was there for rainy days and stuff, but it just wasn't an important part of my childhood. Like, video games, until I got the Nintendo in, like, 89, that's when I started getting into video games. Yeah, see, it was the arcades. It was the arcades for me because I got to go. Like, my parents would just drop me off the mall with, like, I would take bottles back to the store and get, like, 10 bucks a quarters, and then, you know, you'd, you'd... 
burn through 10 bucks in probably like two oh, hours. God, yeah. 10 minutes for me. And then, you know, you, you call your parents and they're just like, what? You're done already? It's like, it was $5 or $10. Like, give me 20 and we'll talk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe I might be here three hours, but like, it's, it's not like they're quarter eaters. Like we were discussing today, we were talking about like that fucking game, uh, Altered Beast. Beast. Yeah. Like, horrible game. But man, we wanted, everyone wanted to beat it. Everyone wanted to play it because like, you know, the sound it made and like, oh, when you turn into the werewolf looking guy and the, the sound out of the machine. Super steroids. Like, yep. Super steroids do, yeah. Like he, you know, and then it was like, oh, you're invincible for like, I think it's like a minute and you're like, get through the level, but like the level creeps by so slow and it's just one of those levels that is so cheap. It's just, that monsters come from the left and the right, as opposed to just, you know, from the way the the, the uh, screen's moving. So it was like one of those bullet. It's kind of like it was kind of like one of the first bullet hell games when you think about it. Kind of sounds like, with drama. like a lot of a lot of. Uh, oh, you used to drive me nuts. He's and crying, same folks. with that fucking Dungeons and Dragons game, that Mysteria one. Yep. Like that one, there you would you would pumps like you put pumped five bucks in, and you'd be there for maybe thirty minutes. And you'd be like, I'm not even halfway through the how fuck this game. But now it's good because you can you can play it on the uh you can play it on the I bought it on the Xbox. So you just hit the select button and it's like unlimited cash, man. You're like you're like a big baller and you're just like, Yeah, I'm just gonna keep continuing. It's it great. Good. Uh ghosts and goblins. Oh no. Ghosts, whatever, whichever one you want to call it. Yeah. That was the big one when I was a kid. Well, not when I was a kid, but when I was like that time when I was starting to get into video games, um, that machine was everywhere, and it was so like inviting because it just it hit all those things that you, it was spooky. When you were like, yeah, when you were like eleven, twelve, like that's you know that's right in the, my wheelhouse when I was starting to get into that stuff, and it just looks like such a cool game. But man, what a quarter eater! And even on the consoles, it's a tough prick to beat. Has anyone here beaten it? Because I haven't. No, God, no. I've got <laughs> God. both emulators on both the Nintendo and Super Nintendo one, and I've tried to play it, and I, you can save your state and everything else, and it's just like you get to a certain point, and then you're just getting murdered, and it's like I still, even with like saving my my progress, I still like can't. It's just a battle of attrition, and I just can't get through it. The game doesn't end. It just it just starts over. Just and oh, it gets technically, technically, to beat the game, you have to beat it twice. And the second, because I watched the video, angry video game nerd um, episode on it, and like if you thought the first time through was hard, it actually gets harder the second time, and you have to beat it both times to get the ending. Nope. Yeah. I don't know. Nope. Really attention span. That's why I think that's why I don't like. I you you look back at nostalgic like games like that nostalgically, but then you realize it's just like fuck that game. <laughs> like there's like games like I remember playing as a kid um, that you know you you know how you when we were children we used to have to go and rent a video game, and you would go to this you go to the video store and how did you know if the game was good? You read the back and you looked at the cover art. Some of that cover art was deceiving. Yep. So one one time, I got burned. And it pissed me off so bad. Just the one time, I, eh? Well, just it was it was a time where I was like I thought I was get, like I 
I was so excited because I looked at it and I was like, it's got to be good. It, it has has the word fight right in the fucking title. I've got a game for you as well. I'm going to say Street Fighter 2045 or Street Fighter 2049. You mean 2020? Yeah, the, the one where it's like Ryu in a, like a space suit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not Ryu. It's not Street it's Fighter. Ryu, it's a guy. Like, yeah. tell, us, tell us your game, though, Turbo. What, what game? So it had, it was called it was called Urban Fight. No, sorry, oh. it was called Urban Champion. Yes, and it was isn't for that a the, it was game? no, it was for the Nintendo for the NES, and it was a a one on one fighting game. But all you could do was punch, and it looked like it looked like uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. But sometimes you would get a power up, and you got a bottle, and you could smash them in the head with a bottle. <laughs> To uh, to Just inflict like damage, but it was so one-sidedly tough. Like the AI in that game was just like, oh no, you you hit me, but I'm not allowing you to hit me. I'm gonna hit you with this bottle, and then you automatically die. Or you get the knife, and you just stab him. Like there's a knife, a bottle, and another weapon. And I was just like, oh man, I get to stab people. Yeah, let's try this. Like I know there's not blood, but man, it's like they they at least put the knife in the game. And, you know, you got this, and that that's all it was, right? So it was just like, and it was so bad. And I had that motherfucker for the whole weekend. And the whole weekend, I'm just playing this going, this is not fun. It's just horrible. Like, I could not be, I, like, I think I could get up to, like, two or three people uh, in. Like, you, you fight the first guy, the second guy. I'd get to the third person, and then I, I just, I, there, I had the ceiling was mess, and I was just like, "I this game is not fun." No, they got your money; didn't matter. Exactly. Some grandmother probably bought it for her grandkid as well. Some that happened. I got it as a gift like two weeks later for my birthday or something. (laughs) (laughs) Because my grandmother seen me playing it at her house because she was yeah I was there that weekend and my birthday was the next weekend and I was there that weekend she saw me playing it on the Nintendo so she bought it for me. I think it was like 35 bucks back then. I'm like, that's like $90 now. And I'm like, oh, for that. Nope. Some places <laughs> nope. would uh, some places let you exchange the game. If you got home and within like an hour or something like that, you could go back. I remember when I was living in Digby at the time. And uh, <clears throat> one of the one of the rental places, it's called Long Branch Rental. And I think it's still actually there. Um, my father worked at the bank and he had the account for the for the place and um i remember i went and i got a, a super nintendo it was when i first got my super nintendo i was looking for a new game i had already beaten super mario world a hundred times and uh populous was the game oh no and if you remember the cover there's like skulls coming out of the out of like this like planet and stuff like that and i'm like that looks awesome like i wonder what this game is like and um, poor, poor child. Yeah, like. How would you I describe just, it? I can't even describe it. You're basically, from what I remember, it's the only time I ever played it. You're shaping a planet <laughs> and trying to build like a civilization on it, but it's not nearly as like I like simulation games. Like you know, I got a hardcore into like civilizations. I got a hardcore into SimCity all that stuff, but this just was not fun. It didn't have the instruction manual. I didn't understand what I was supposed to be doing. It wasn't the game I expected. And uh, I just remember...
Oh, that's good. Yeah, you're expecting something like Zelda or, or yes. Final Fantasy. And you're like, nope, I need to work on on grain harvesting and tributaries. It was just, it was hard. And I remember I exchanged it for SimCity. Oh, no. I remember the person there, they're like, that game is pretty much like that game. And I'm like, uh, no, I don't think so. Because I had kind of played SimCity a little bit before. So I'm like, it's not quite. I understand how this one works. So I remember taking it home and... Yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. But, um, yeah, Populous, I, I'll never forget that one. Frig, I just didn't get that game at all. And as I said, like when you said the cover duped you, like you talked about it. Yeah, the, the, the thing about going to the video stores back then was, like, that's how that's how you, like, you learned. You, like, we didn't, you re- if, you, if you read Nintendo Power, you were lucky. So you could kind of have a great idea of what, uh, what's, what's good to rent because you could kind of remember cover art and stuff you saw in the magazine. But the, uh, the thing about the thing about like when you're renting video games, like, like I said, it's all about the cover and it's all about the description on the back. And then if you see that, like the, the Nintendo gold seal, you're like, well, it's gotta be good. You're duped as a kid that way. And like, there's been many games like, uh, kid Nikki, the mid, the mystical, uh, like that game, blue ass like kid nicky was not a fun game like you're like this pixelated radical ninja he is the radical ninja yes and he was his weapon a nunchuck but it just looked like he was spinning like a star i can't remember what it was what his weapon was but like that game i played the shit out of that because i rented it and it was like it was kind of like an action adventure you like platform jump kind of like mario but instead of jumping and grabbing like not as polished by any means but like you had this stupid little weapon, and sometimes you'd push the button, and the weapon wouldn't come out because it's one of those stupid games where the controls aren't the greatest. And it was a really floaty jump too. I remember that. Just ah, oh, such a bad game. But like you look on the front, it's like it's got, it says Ninja, I'm in. And then you look it at the back, and you see the drones. It's like oh yeah, that's gonna be cool. And then you get it, and you're like no. But then you know you'd play like you. Then you know sometimes you find those gems like you're looking and it's like there's nothing there and you were never into bubble bobble but you rent it and then you realize how fucking fun it is and you're like oh I'm renting but anytime I see this I'm renting this because this is gonna be fun. I'm gonna add Nintendo did a weird thing where a lot of their original game covers were lackluster. Excite Bike. You would not think Excite Bike was fun because they're just little little polygon guy, but yeah. uh, you crack open Excite Bike. You're doing pretty good. You're doing. You're There's a game that jumps. should be remade. There's a there game that should be remade. I think it's called Trials. I'm just looking at, uh, at the mm. populist cover again. Yep. It's been like 25, 30 years. Look at that adventure that could have been. I'm looking at uh, Kid Nicky. Castle. It's a yeah. castle with like a Skeletor figure on one side and like a like a wizard. It's beautiful. Coming out of the other one. Like, how would you ever think that that isn't anything but an RPG type game? Yeah, not just micromanaging resources yep they gotcha got him also too <laughs> reverse advertising the original Mega Man cover for NES yeah, was, was like weird. a crude drawing from someone's left foot but when you actually played it like oh this is actually fun so they didn't use the original Japanese cover a um, uh, video game nerd did a thing on that one time he was doing the thing on actually covers and he was talking about Atrocious. 
atrocious. Um, Sidetrack, though, I also say arcade memories. Sans bit. I remember think going for like a class, a school thing, and not playing or not going on any of the rides and just playing Ninja Turtles. Using my money uh, instead of an Ninja Turtles game. was the shit. So they're like, you want to go look around, boys and girls? I would go there. They had that fucking arcade cabinet. My grandmother would send me there with five dollars, and it was just me and that machine by myself, just fucking going. And I'd always get to what was who was the second last boss in that game? Turtle, like because it was the original arcade. I'm trying to remember who the fourth boss was. Second turtle could have been. I, 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 it took me forever to get past him, and I finally did it one time, and the fucking power went out in the bowling alley. And the machine cut off, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And they're like, oh, well, we'll give you a free play. That's not what I need. I want to start where I want I closure. I want closure. <laughs> exactly. So then I had to rent it on the stupid Nintendo and beat it that way. And I was going to say, there was also a pool hall we went to. It had an SNK arcade machine, and it had a varying, but also be like, they were like, Monty's we're, day, we're day drinking. What are you children doing here? Like, <laughs> get out. It was a weird mix. Like, not welcome. Yeah, Monty's pool hall. We went there, and yet the SNK, we were playing, I think it was King of the Fighters 95 was on us. Yeah, they had a lot, of, a lot of fun stuff on there. That the beauty of that particular arcade setup was like, okay, you can just the controls are the same for all of them, but you can just put in a different card, or you can have four or you know four or five games going at once. So terrible, terrible, terrible. Here's something. Let me know if you guys think. I thought it was kind of weird. Uh, you were mentioning all the Sega games are getting remade. Are you going to want those to be two D or three D? Sure about. Um, in all honesty, I'm cool with a, the 2D, 3D background type style, like kind of like the way they're doing like the, the Mario's and stuff now, like Shinobi, like a really tight side scroller, kind of like that new Prince of Persia game that came out, but in the Shinobi style, dude, that's pretty cool. Like I'm pretty excited. Like that I can get my head around. Like I'd be like, yeah, I could play that. Um, as far as like, uh, you know, uh, Crazy Taxi, that has to be 3D, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, they're gonna, they're, but they're gonna have a lot of fun with it. I think they're gonna make it like real arcadey, like you know, just like the the Dreamcast version. Like it was all about, you know, it was literally the direct port from the Naomi board. So it, why not? Like let's let's, you know, just make it really, really fast and really you know nice looking. I'm all in for it. Like, yeah, let's do that. And then as far as like. Uh, like I said, Streets of Rage. Yeah, it'd be cool to do like a like if they kept it true to like a two D like pixel pixel art style. Oh uh, yeah, that'd be super cool. And then Golden Axe, like they're lo- it looks like they're going to go like with a three D style to it, oh, okay. or a foreground background, and you might have like some some like you kind of see your character in front of you walking through things. So like yeah, a third a third person Golden Axe would be okay. It's just funny that I, I read an interview, and you guys can let me know if, if you notice it as well, that no game studios or very few are doing new properties. It's like, look, we're just doing remakes, we're doing remasters. And uh, one thing I thought was really weird is I lost track of all of them. I was trying to keep track of the, all the games, 
older games that are getting brand new updates. So it makes sense that there's like a, a game like Armored Core 6, less than a year old. We're doing updates. We're giving you free stuff. We're fixing some bugs. But uh, Killer Instinct is back with updates. Fallout 4 got an update. Quake is getting a new campaign. Uh, Rock Band 4 is getting one last DLC. And even Skyrim is getting an update for, for Xbox. These are old games. Are you guys... You want you just want to you just want to play the greatest hits or do you want you want new stuff? I'm cool. I'm cool with getting some like I like new IP. Don't get me wrong. I love they can come up with a new concept of a video game. But I mean, when you really think about what's going on, and it's kind of like the movies now with video games. It's really hard to innovate a different style of gameplay. Like everybody likes a certain thing now. Like you have your people that like those Dark Souls like games. You know, where it's like super hard and you want to get the satisfaction of beating a boss. Like people, you know, masochists, those people. Um, as far as, as far as, uh, you know, uh, wanting to, to get re- things remade, like, uh, like, don't get me wrong, I love the fact that Capcom's remaking all their games. Like, I'm excited because Resident Evil 2 just got uh, released on the Game Pass. So that's currently downloading as we speak. So like, oh no! To like, I got tomorrow off. I don't have to go into work. It's 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 vacation night. So like, I'm probably going to go re up my my elevation when everyone goes to bed, and I'm going to put the headphones on and see if I can get through the first level of Resident Evil without shitting myself. So I'm excited for that. (laughs) Welcome to your forties. Uh, Al, do you see yourself like <laughs> dusting off Fallout Four for like new content, or you're like, no, man, I've I've done this, I've I've beaten this horse. Well, I did technically dust it off, right? Because I when I got the game of the year edition. Uh, sure. Yeah, years after the game came out, and years after I beat the piss out of it, and I decided to go on um, survival to give it a new twist. And, I mean, I, I've played that game enough now. Um, as far as like remakes of older games, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, no one's forcing you to get them. Um, if something appeals to you, then yeah, for sure. Like, man, if they came out with like, uh, like a, a redone Zelda, like Link to the Past or the original Legend of Zelda, and it's just completely updated, I would definitely be all for it just to see what it's like and you know, it, it hits the nostalgia for you, but it's also a little, like, there's, it's new. There's nuances to it. That make it new. They, they, they kind of did remake a, a Link to the Past on, on the Switch. It's called, I think it's called Link's Awakening. And it's basically, it's literally the over-the-top style where you're looking down on the character. And, yeah, it, it it's pretty dope. I, I got to play, like, it for an hour. I was at it. It was a, like a like a demo somewhere. I'm trying to remember where it was. I think it was at GameStop. I would but love yeah. to see Yeah, like I would love to see a link to the past or the original Legend of Zelda game like totally remade to to where like the graphics and everything kind of look like Breath of the Wild, only it's like it's still the same maps. Um with the same enemies, they've just updated everything. Like that would be really cool in my opinion. It'll happen. Yeah, a new set of eyes. 
Well, th- that's kind of that's kind of what they're going for now. Like all the games now that are coming out are, are hitting on some of those nostalgic uh, uh, pains that like uh, that are coming out. Like that new Mana Legends of Mana game that's coming out. That's that. Like I'm looking at that, going like, oh yeah, I can I can get behind that. Like I can play that. That reminds me of you know doing the old, you know the the combos where you got the the frog jumping and doing the flame sword, the combo attacks with the the magic. <clears throat> classic RPG Yeah, do you remember the the game Secret of Evermore? I do, I do. I was actually looking for a ROM. I have to double check for that. I actually have said ROM. Excellent, excellent. So I will, uh, I will try to find it, and I will try <laughs> to support send you buying ROM. the original. But actually, speaking of that, I I put. Uh, buy your games for sure, guys. But uh, you know. What I've been enjoying is fan translations for games that we never got. So there was an Xbox sale, and I almost bought uh, Sega. What is it? Romancing Sega Two for the uh, original. It was the Japanese Super Nintendo, but a lot of a bit more money. But also, people were complaining about uh, either malware or like an additional program you'd have to install to play it on your Xbox. So I found a PlayStation. I found a, a fan translation for the old Super Nintendo game. So I've been playing like a Super Nintendo game that I never had access to because it was never translated, except for the is, is some of the dialogue a little janky as far as we're figuring out the menus. Yep, but I'm getting a Square RPG playing on my phone. The odd time I have to take the bus or the the streetcar, you know, and it I don't miss. I the grinding is fine. There's something nostalgia there about just beating up eels to get stronger. <laughs> Kill those eels. Kill those eels. So it's it's full of tropes. The soundtrack's good. I was super duper cocky because I had one guy that was just playing the SmackDown. Turns out, a plot point, he has to leave. And now I just got a bunch of scrubs. He was never supposed to stay in my party. So all of my confidence is gone. And now I'm just uh, just scrambling to try and beat an eel. I can't beat an eel off. <laughs> I should have kept him and then not advanced the story and then just grinded for 18 hours and then and then show up in the town, able to do whatever. I never. I was never into the romancing saga series. I remember the first it could one. Be. Yeah, did not. Like I remember, like I remember, like they were announced in like magazines and stuff. Like you would see them in in the the, the Nintendo Powers, but like, or the sorry, Electronic Gaming Monthly then, because you know we have multiple systems. But uh, yeah, I remember seeing like that. That was the cool thing about Electronic Gaming Monthly, that magazine back then. It like it really showed a lot of imports, like things that were happening in other countries, and you got to see some other games, um, you know, and then they. Sometimes they would debunk rumors about games like the, you know, the whole Tomb Raider uh, nude code, that type of thing. Like, I remember all that stuff. I think I, one of one of the reviewers, I remember, I remember because everyone had like a little avatar on the page. Sushi, Sushi X. I don't know who Sushi X ever was. But like, I remember, I remember him in Electronic Gaming Monthly and I always read his stuff because he, he was always big into the fighting games. He would write all the reviews for like uh, Samurai Showdown and and like uh, Fatal Fury, man! I can't wait till that new Fatal Fury game comes out. It's the good old nostalgia. It's the good old nostalgia. 
Now you, now you think of it, did Nintendo Power ever give a bad review to Nintendo game? I don't think so. They just—it was really just a—it it was, was an advertisement propaganda. For like everything. they had yeah. a magazine called Nintendo Power for Nintendo <laughs> products, and they told you how yeah. all the good Nintendo products are coming out and how great they're yeah. going to be. Yeah, they brainwashed us. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that seal of quality was uh, legitimate. No, definitely not. Media today with the party in power. I like the party. Uh, Sushi X, former EGM, circa 90s. He is on Twitter, so we're going to give them an ad. Giving them an ad and tell them to plug us, damn it. <laughs> we'll I like, we'll respond like, sushi we love X. you. <laughs> we love you. Excellent. Good. Nostalgia, they're still out there. Shout out to video game editors. Remember, oh, did either, did either of you gentlemen remember that before Nintendo Power came out, there was the Nintendo Fun Club and it was on like a little cardboard fold-up? No, that sounds amazing though. I, yeah, well, I don't know when you guys got your Nintendos, but as I said, like I got mine in the late 80s and it, um, I remember a few months later I got this, it was like a cardboard, it was made out of cardboard, but it was like a, kind of like a fold card. There was like six or seven panels to it. And it was Nintendo Fun Club. It wasn't even in the Nintendo Power quite yet. And the first one I got, I remember it talked about uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, uh, Legend of Zelda. There was like, it had the entire overworld map. That was a big deal. Um, there was a, a piece on Dragon Warrior in it. Like it was really cool. And the first three or four editions of it were free and then eventually they switched over Nintendo Power where they wanted money. Subscription. That's wild. I'm looking at here, since the NES's launch in 1985, warehouse manager and game advocate Howard Phillips and marketer Gail Tilden had operated a consumer feedback campaign of insert cards within packages of Nintendo hardware and games. They built a database of customer contact information with names and mailing addresses. So they learned that when we first launched the NES in 1985, we figured out very quickly kids were just dying to get extra information about the games, not just new games that were coming out, but also how to play them. So they got they got your data. I remember as a kid, first ever data mining, right there. Yep. Son of a got him. <laughs> I remember as a kid, like, you remember the movie The Wizard? Bizarre. Yeah. Of course. So, do you remember, like, the scenes where they called, like, the Nintendo office, and there was, like, all these guys in, like, little rooms with, uh, with Nintendos, and they had, like, binders and stuff, and they had all the secrets to all the games, and they actually played the games while they were talking to you, because they had to know what, how to explain to you, like, where things were. I remember as a kid, like, I'm like, that's what I want to do when I grow up. That's it. That was, like, my dream job. <laughs> For sure, but just yelling at a child, I'm like, no, you need to get the turnip. You need to get the turnip. He's right there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, did, you, did any of you ever call the Nintendo or have any sort of interaction with them? Once for Final Fantasy three to try and figure out where the chainsaw was. Oh! So you, <laughs> memory unlocked, no? Yeah. Did you call them or did you ask permission? No, ask permission. Like, hey, I'm stupid. 
can uh, can we call a hotline? <laughs> so I don't think it cost a million dollars, but oh my god, was I with you when you, you did that? Of course you were. I wouldn't do this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was with you. Then I remember that you went down and asked your mom because <laughs> because we were so pissed off. We're like, we don't know where the fuck this fucking thing is. We're stupid. <laughs> And John, John, uh, and Swap Ninja goes downstairs. He goes, "Hey, hey, mom, yes, uh, we're having we're having a real hard time with the game. <laughs> we're real dumb, and we're yeah, like I, I don't think we're gonna figure it out. And I was just wondering if, like, could I call this one eight hundred number? It's like it's a dollar fifty minute. I know exactly what I need to ask <laughs> him, so it shouldn't take that long. But could I please, please do that? And she's like, "Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you're dumb. It's fine. <laughs> very supportive. Very supportive." <laughs> Very supportive, absolutely. We were on hold and for a while, though. You were, you were on hold, and it, that counted towards your minutes. I, I was like, that. ah. You were on hold for like 10 minutes, and I'm like, wow, that's $10 right there. We got it. Though. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. We but yeah, you did that. I remember that. Oh, my God. Well, memory unlocked. Wow. <laughs> Just impulse control. Like, we're getting, you know what it is? It's the, we're getting this done right now. We're not no more dicking around. <laughs> That's what it was. You were like, I'm, you, you didn't want, you didn't want to mess around. You're like, I'm not, I'm not doing this again. I got, I got to know. Somebody, this is a solution. This is the solution. Yep, I do remember that. Wow. Just like sometimes you guys got to give a guy wow. hundred bucks, no questions asked. <laughs> He's just like, sorry, I just can't. Do just this make thing. this go away. Make it work. I, uh, I did it once as well. I didn't call them though. I wrote them. Um, for uh, significantly cheaper than calling them, but of course you have to wait because I think back then it was like two weeks to get a, a letter, and I it was the only time I ever contacted them, and it was to find out where the power bracelet in Zelda, the second quest was because I could not find it, and I remember they sent me back a map like a, a photocopied map, so it was in black and white. And he had circled uh, one of the, like, where it was and, and wrote a little note on it, like, how to, how to access it. And then you went and did it right away. Of course I did. It took two weeks to get the answer. But, yeah. <laughs> That's wild. That would be, that, that'd be definitely something to keep and, like, have framed. I but know. I had, hindsight. I, I had it for the longest time because I was a bit of a pack rat, but I have no idea where it is now. Yeah. That's such a of the era. <laughs> some some intern is like, oh god, and I'm all whacked it on on weed. All right, let me photocopy this, mail it off. You know they were smoking dope when they were oh. on that game. They're just like, hey man, this is a great gig. Let me let me re up and it listen to this. Been a sweet gig, man. Like back then, just playing video games for like you got, Well, you guys got a taste of it. I mean, you both worked for uh, Game World, and that's all. Yeah, Game World was a sweet gig. Mm-hmm. I almost worked for a cell phone game company for a while, but I ended up getting a bit more of a proper job at the meantime. So I'm kind of glad I did just because they were uh, just testing for bugs. So just playing just games again and again and again, trying to find bugs and kind of lost their minds. So, <laughs> but it's tough. It'd be like grandma's boy. Come on. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like that. <laughs> it would be like that. It's wild. Is there any, um, since, since these older games are getting, maybe it's just a cash grab, 
like, hey, you know, we'll do a few new levels and a few new items. Is there any game, I mean, obviously a redo or an upgrade of the original Zelda, but is there any game that you haven't played in a long time that you'd like just to get an update and like, oh, you know what, I'm going to do an extra, like an extra mission or an extra, extra level? I would love them for like this is kind of a recent game, but I love this game so much because I played the shit out of it. Um, kind of like the Yakuza series, but uh, Sleeping Dogs, man, what that game was so good. It was like it had a great storyline. Um, you know, uh, gameplay was fun. Uh, the puzzles weren't too hard. You know, you you had to you had to think think them out, but you, they were doable. Amazing game. If if they could remake that with today's engine, like an Unreal Four or Five engine right now, and it'd be it'd be pretty dope. What about you, algorithm? Uh, do I think it's a cash grab? Is that what you're asking? Or no, we're just saying like if if you were to have them remake any game that you know. Is there a particular game other than obviously Zelda, or um, even an update? Is there another like franchise? Yeah, like another particular franchise that you may would like to see get updated or revamped, or even just may, maybe even a balance update if you're into like a fighting game or that sort of thing. Extra level. Uh, I don't know. I like the Zelda ones for sure, and I know I mentioned it. Uh, like maybe the original Dragon Warrior would be kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah, no, that'd be that'd be definitely cool. I was thinking the same thing of like an RPG like Bastion, which is kind of top down like Zelda. He'd probably really like it, and I uh, just like having played that game in a long time. Like I had to have an epilogue of the game. Like, oh, you know what? You can come back, but reload this game, and we've got you know maybe six extra levels for you to see what's happened since the last time you played. But uh, they moved on, and uh, they did the wildly successful Hades. So they probably will not be dusting off that uh, that IP anymore. So I just kind of think of like, oh, yeah, Hades too. <laughs> yes, and making a bunch of money as they should, as they should. But yeah, sometimes it's like sometimes people go back in Skyrim and they'll retire like their companions. Like, okay, I, you know, I bought them a house, I gave them all the best clothes. You know, he can just go live in the house now and chill. Like, he's retired. Like, he doesn't have to go on any quests. So, people are going back to their games and, like, just, uh, I guess, yeah, just putting things to pasture. Like, all right, I'm freeing all my, you know, the people that I would trick to carry my armor. All right, you guys, go have nice lives. I'll buy you a nice house. And, you know, and now I'm going to turn off the game for the last time and never log in again. So, it's weird. When you play a game for so long, you know, people are connected. How long did you play Skyrim for? A long time. I haven't beat it. That game. <laughs> I still haven't beat it. I haven't played it on PC and Xbox, so I just pick it up and cause trouble. But now that there's an update, maybe I should dust it off and check out my save and see what Bonesaw's up to. Oh, Bonesaw. Oh, Bonesaw. <laughs> yep. And that's it. But, um, yeah, so I don't think I'll spend as much time in, in Starfield as I did in, in Skyrim or, you know, I, here's the, here's the thing about, uh, like here, here's the thing about Bethesda. Love the, love what they do, but they get just so granular with the things. Like I don't like nobody wants to collect junk, but apparently people <laughs> do like people are <laughs> in the sort of thing, but like, there's just so much 
in the game that just doesn't seem like it just seems to be like nuanced for those people that are kind of like likes to collect the knickknacks and stuff in the game which is great but like yeah here's the thing like the thing then you just don't do it just ignore it it's like the crafting with with the follow games with the crafting i can't be bothered making this big sophisticated looking base like i don't give a shit i just like my thing in fallout 76 is i'm in a field and i have a bed in <laughs> like I just don't care, and then I go up and there's this guy that has rebuilt like the friggin' fun house with clowns and everything in it. Like and it looks really cool, but I just don't care. No, I, I get that, but uh, what, what I'm trying to say is that the, a lot of their their games now uh, seem to just be like they say a lot of this is open world, but it, what it is is like they they promised a lot of things with this Starfield. Like you can go to any planet. But all the planets are empty. Like, a lot of the planets, 90% of them are empty. There's nothing there. Like, it's just like, well, what do you... Like, it is, you know, it kind of gives you that no man's sky feel. Like, you, the over-promised, under-delivered. But eventually they got it right. So maybe this is what they're doing is they're just trying to catch up in updates. Which is fine. But just, just tell us that. Don't lie to us and say, oh, this is the design. <laughs> no, you ran out of time. You couldn't crunch them because Xbox is all about no more crunch. Where you you know have to you know crunch to get a game done, they're just like you know we'll take the time, delay it, and like a lot of businesses aren't like that anymore. They're just like let's put it out and then we'll just up patch the shit out of it. And Xbox is like we we can't do that anymore. People are getting pissed off. Like that's been the last three Bethesda games. Bethesda's really bad. Like I mean, they still have glitches. Like Fallout seventy six, I'll glitch out every now and then. It'll just freeze on me. And it's like, that problem has been around since Fallout 3. Like, get your shit together. Yeah, and it's just, like, there are a lot of over-promising. And, like, you know, I, I, I used to be, like, I love Fallout 3. Fallout 3 was, like, the shit. We played the shit out of that game. I did. We did all the DLCs. We found all the little secrets and hidden nubs. And, like, we played it. And then, I don't know how long it was until Fallout 4 came out. And I played Fallout 4, and I'm like, fuck this game. I don't like this game. <laughs> I think one person a good a good analogy of it's the violence is funny like the things that can go wrong like so the engine is ragdoll ragdoll physics you know things will get clipped people just start exploding by accident but it's so absurd like the violence is like okay this is glitching it's fine I you know my head is flying I'm laying feet hurt that guy exploded I threw a can of beans at him you know and his head came off so whereas you know I don't think Fallout 4 is as absurd with the bugs or just the the wackiness. Well, the, it's not the wackiness in that. It's just like the the overall feel of the game. Like, Fallout 3 felt desolate and desperate and you needed to do what you needed to do to survive. In Fallout 4, the game seems very bright and happy. I mean, don't get me wrong, the story's fucked up. I'm not saying it's not, but like the vibe in in the world is just like, it's bright. It's, it's, it's not gloomy doomy. It's like, oh, there's the sun. Oh, there's a tree actually growing leaves over there. It's like, what is going on? I want death, desolation, and desperation. Damn it! I want to have to. Did, I just didn't I get have the to feel. shoot box a cockroach. Yeah, I just wanted to walk in the to the town and kill the mayor right away. <laughs> can become and the new become, mayor and become the new mayor, and I'm happy. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. But no, you can't do that. Is there any? Other than Resident Evil 2, which you're going to get exactly what you want out of it. They know exactly 
going to be streamlined. It's going to be spooky. It's going to be action. I'll let, you know, I'll let you know if I get through the first like hour because I probably okay. won't. <laughs> Sand picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to throw these shorts out. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. Are you what gonna Are you gonna give it a shot? Are you gonna try? Yeah, it? no, I uh, downloaded it today, but I have too much. That's the thing you got. Like this Game Pass thing is absurd. Even the the Xbox Core that Alan enjoys with X amount of free games. So right now is installed is Sea of Stars, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which yeah. I have started and is very fun. But as someone who's not played an Assassin's Creed game, I forget how quick you can scamble up a building. You're like a little rascal, <laughs> a little spider monkey, oh, yeah. but you're a Viking. <laughs> You, you parkour like a mofo in that game. But, so the, that will ruin your element of surprise when you just awkwardly are on the roof and everyone's staring at you. But uh, <laughs> it's fun. It's a good, nice winter game to play in the in the winter time. And we're back at it too. It's Resident Evil, and you know your stories of Yakuza is getting me itchy to to reinstall it. I got so, that uh, chapter seven. I gotta, I gotta get my, uh, gotta get my cabaret clubs up to snuff. I gotta start putting, hiring some hostesses. So you gotta go around, scour town, and look for yeah. talent. Give me real dirtbag. To do a real- problem with expensive perfume. Yeah. It's just it's so absurd. And then I'm just like, hey, we gotta do. A, I gotta teach you how to talk to people, and then you tell them how stupid they are. <laughs> it's so bad. It's you're so bad. Yeah, you're not a fan. I'm not a pimp, but I have no. to. I play one. I play yeah. one in this game, and uh, yeah, you got to dress them and find out what you know. Like, oh, who are you most comfortable talking with? She's like, I like the older people. I'm like, oh, cool. You can talk to the grandpas that come in. Then you're going to be grandpa. You're going to remind them of their grandkids, and you go talk to them. And it's just, uh, how can I milk more money out of people? It's a, it's a great, it's a great lesson. Yeah. <laughs> and then buy properties. Yep. Yeah, and then I have to buy property. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yep. It's good. It's good. Any gaming in the uh, the algorithm household? Or are you being good? Uh, just mostly seven six when I get a few minutes here or there. That's good. It's hard to find the time. I have, I have too much installed. I don't know when I'm going <laughs> to find the time. See the great the great thing about my my household is everyone's a gamer, and we don't like all the extracurriculars. The kids are older now; they don't want to do anything. I'm not going to make them do anything. Like she's. 15 and he's 18 like cool man get a job cool if you don't whatever you'll figure it out um but uh yeah i just like he likes playing his games and sitting up in his room and my daughter it's all about the k-pop and and they're playing coral island right now that's their game her and Lindsay very cool falls deep right now so there's a lot of gaming in the house so like when everyone's gaming and i don't get to game like i'm upstairs either editing or i'm gaming and like so, I, I get to game, or I get to hang out and vibe out in the the nerd nook and move toys around and read some comics. Read some comics. In all honesty, I read the comics out on the sun porch. So you yes. usually get a little get a little upped and way I go. But yeah, that's 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 what I do. It's pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. I I mean, I know you probably have like extracurriculars in the in the household, right? So you guys do a lot of stuff like youth group and then jujitsu and then judo and who knows what else so i get it it's it's tough when you have all those extracurriculars going on because i never used to game i didn't game for a long time too 
And now that I have the time, I'm just like, why didn't I do this all the time? <laughs> oh, right. I had responsibilities and had to take kids to things they like and then they hate. Then six months <laughs> later, they don't want to do it anymore. Shortly like, after, are not that into it. Yeah. Oh, man. The only thing that the kids were really stuck with was roller derby and taekwondo. They liked it, but they liked it because of the people that were teaching it. So it was great. But like sometimes, you know, you get they get into things. They're just like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. It's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. It's not your thing. That's great, though. But yeah, I'm sure that's a challenge of, of parents, you know, like, oh, this teacher's garbage. Or like, you know what? It's not that much fun of time. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If the kid's not having fun, you just let them, like, yeah, you can try to stick it out, but at the end of the day, are you really doing it? Are you, are you, is it really going to be worth the while? Like, you know, you're spending this money and they're just being miserable. <laughs> like, just why? Why bother? Let them let them try yeah, something that's, else. That's part of it, though. Like, I mean, uh, kids got to, they got to figure out what they like, right? And you got to give them the, the chance to try different things until they find something that they like. Yeah, but they all become teenagers and they hate everything. <laughs> uh, not always. Sometimes they sometimes there's things that they stick with. I don't think I, I ever stuck with anything when I was a teenager. I haven't found, yeah, I know. I haven't found anything for myself yet either. There's nothing that he's stuck with. Like, he did the judo thing for a few years. He doesn't do that anymore. We had him in Muay uh, Thai striking and did that for a little while, but the problem was is that it was more of a, an adult class. There's only two kids in it, and he just he didn't want to do it anymore, and I understood. And then I tried to get him into wrestling, um, but that was my dream, not his. He just he's not interested. Um, had him in piano, we had him in baseball, we had him in basketball, we had him in soccer. Like we've tried everything, and nothing has really stuck yet. So. Well, there's so much out there too now. If anything, there's maybe even more. Like, do you think, like, when you were a kid, it was like hockey or baseball, and then maybe a sprinkling of soccer? There was, there wasn't as much stuff, but especially where I lived. Like, again, you got to remember, I lived in some small towns, so there wasn't really a lot going on. Um, and like, yeah, like I. I don't remember music, like music wasn't important to me when I was a kid, like I liked to listen to it, but I just, I had no ambition of ever playing guitar, I wish I did, man, like looking back, I wish there would have been at least one instrument that I would have taken to, um, but it just wasn't my thing, I just wasn't interested, and like, we always kind of looked at the band students as kind of like geeks, and I don't know if you guys probably did the same, like nerdy band students, right, but damn, like I wish I would have been in band because I wish I would have picked up the drums or the guitar or something. That'd be cool. That'd be possible. It's a lot harder when you're this age, though, man. I was going to say, that game just got an update. (laughs) I think Rocksmith just got an update. I have absolutely no idea how to read music. Like, haven't a clue. My son knows how to read a bit of it. Like, he can play some simple tunes. But it's like, it's Greek to me, man. Like, I don't get it. Slap of the bass. Just find your rhythm. A lot, a lot of musicians can't read music. A lot of the good ones, anyway. Well, yeah. They, yeah. A lot of them are self-taught, but they were self-taught at, like, six years old. Like, I'm 45. It's not going to be 46 now. 
uh, I'm not just going to pick up the, the freaking guitar and become the next Jimmy Page. No, but you can you, you, you be one string Willie. One string Willie plays with just one string. Hey. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There's a guy on YouTube called One String Willie. He plays a mean one string guitar, man. Yeah. Just check him out. He plays Flight of the Bumblebee and shit. It's epic. He's taking over. He's taking over. It's going to take over. But on yeah. that note, we're almost out of time. We're going to give we you are, the, uh, time. We are almost out of time. Uh, so we'll leave off with One String Willie. As always, you can check us out on the Instagram at 2 Pods with a Z. Um, we do M- Muscle Monday, Mo Tuesdays. Swamp Ninja curates it. He puts a lot of cool things up there. Old wrestling clips. Fun stuff like that. You can check us out on all the uh, platforms for podcasting. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. We're on them all. Check them out. All you got to do is search Retro 2BD Podcast. And uh, we have a set Instagram. Talked about the podcast where you can get them. What's the other one we have? Oh, we have the X, or formerly known as Twitter, at 2BD Pod. No Z. Same thing. You can just basically, depends on what platform you want to follow us on. It's all the same stuff. But uh, as always, the way we like to end this podcast is by saying... (laughs) 